What's with the buffalo? The buffalo. Was, I got a soccer ball. You got a soccer ball? Yeah. I got a buffalo. I also have a soccer ball. Yeah. What? The best part of the whole evening was when my dad, uh, well, my mom was talking about the different things she knitted. Uh, she, at one point in history, apparently, before I was born, uh, knitted my dad a sweater. Now, you guys have seen my dad. You've met him. He never wears long sleeves. Never. I think I've seen it literally twice in my life, maybe. Okay. Uh, him wearing long sleeves. But she knitted him this, this zip-up sweater. And not only does it have like a um, like a a, uh, a like a, a deer uh, knitted into the front left side, like the front left panel, there's just a, like a deer majestically walking across the, the sweater. Okay. But across the back, there is a giant deer's head. Oh wow! Like across, <laughs> like you would with like a like a biker jacket. With like, you Wait, know, the, like the deer's wearing a biker jacket. No, 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 no. Like a biker jacket, <laughs> you know, like an animal yeah, that, yeah, yeah. where they have like the deer. Yeah. So across the back of this sweater, like this cardigan, like you would see like, like uh, Mr. Rogers would wear, yeah. you know, there's this just like this deer? enormous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's amazing. It and, does sound amazing. Oh my gosh. And it, it's just so great. And mom was like, oh, I could have done this a little different. I'm like, no, this is perfect. I don't know. <laughs> How have I never seen this before? Well, I mean, because my dad never wears sweaters, but um, I just loved that there was a time in their lives when my mom knitted my dad a giant yeah. deer sweater. It was incredible. That does sound does, cool. does he still have it? Oh yeah, he he got it out. Does he mount it on his wall? <laughs> no, he has actual deer for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's what that's happened cool. there. It was pretty great. Yeah. I, I I hope someday to steal this sweater from him. Secret lives of parents. Oh, so weird. <laughs> 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 that's, that's by far one of the better secret lies apparently oh yeah no i i was i came away from that that hangout like this is the this was one of the best interactions with my parents i've ever had you know like this is probably up there with the good ones you know? yeah. <laughs> i learned something weird about them and we didn't fight it was good times sounds like it yeah okie doke so are we gonna start this podcast yeah, i suppose we should yay maybe all right you ready I guess. <laughs> okay. Why? Why is he asking us? To make sure. Oh well. <clears throat> I mean, I'm, geez, like I'm if, ready. Do you, I, did you go to the bathroom? Well, no, but yes. I did a while ago. Okay, fair. Well, I, have, well, I literally have two. two if it's cups been a while ago, oh, I should be fine. Okay, because um, I'm not turning this podcast around. I, I actually have, have two cups of water here, just in case my throat dries out. Okay, Chuck. Totally planned ahead. All right, excellent. <laughs> okay. This week, we should know better. We go on a journey from boredom to NPR. I'm your host, what? Tim. What are you? This is He's my this intro. is my Ira Glass pressure. Oh my gosh, it's not it's very good. Great. No, it's great. Do it. Keep going. Keep going. With me, my guests. Uh, I'm Kyle. I'm Sky. And there we go.
Is that how he, <laughs> yeah. is that how he finishes? That's how he ends, right? He goes, there we go. There we go. Cut it. He, he Cut is it. very conversational. I, I can go with that. So, yes. Um, Tim, how did you get Ira Glass to be on our show? It's I just pulled some strings, you know? I, I Actually, I just missed him. I, I He did our intro and he just walked out. I don't... Um, That's he didn't even say hi. Wow. wow. So, He's a jerk. How much yeah. did you donate? Did he do all right? Did he, did he tell us... Do you tell us what we're actually doing this week? No. You mean uh, these it sounded like, it sounded Did he say like, we're going from the boredom page, the NPR page? Yeah, but that was I just a joke. So. No, it's not a joke. <laughs> what? No, no, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Yay. We're literally going from boredom to NPR. Yes. Oh, this is going to be so great. Oh, yep, my Today gosh. we are going from boredom to NPR. Tim, I'm so proud um, of you. <laughs> For anyone new to the show, how we do I'm this sorry. is... <laughs> you can go back to one of the episodes where we talk about Robosaurus. Also, yes. also, the name, all the, also, the name of this show is We Should Know Better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we start on the boredom page, and we... Uh, my my oh. two racers here, Kyle and Sky, <laughs> will uh, head from a link on that page, go to another Wikipedia page, and eventually find their way to NPR if we're lucky. Hmm. And so um, I just want to note right now that, you know, I chose boredom to NPR because they are stereotypically linked, but I'm actually a fan of NPR. I listen to it yeah. uh, in the car all the time. Yeah, I do uh, too. I find, I find the people uh, who run the microphones quite engaging most of the time. Right. And so do, so do most people. And that's why, yeah. that's why you chose it for a podcast. Yes. <laughs> we'll make it interesting. This is going to be great. We'll do it. Oh, it'll be fine. Oh, Don't man. Yeah. I'm so excited about we'll this. We'll do it. Time to start. No, so we to can't decide, start on boredom. So decide who goes first tonight. We're going to uh, watch this paint dry. <laughs> <laughs> Were Can, the two of you aware that... We have to do a pledge drive. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have the tote bags right here. Oh, they got bags. our little fact hopper on them. Mm, Does he have a name? I, I've just been calling it the fact hopper. We need we need a name for him. I don't know. Fact okay. hopper's pretty good. Just facty. I, Whoa, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. That- Cit- citation needed. Reddit probably, already, <laughs> Reddit probably already has a mascot that's close to that. Oh, Actually, I, I kind of like citation needed, but that's a kind of long name for him. I mean, citation's pretty a good name. Yeah. Citation the fact hopper. <laughs> we should have like uh, had it be a It's like, like figment. A, we should have had him be a whale, and we could have named him citation needed. Wow. <laughs> No, nope. that's a joke that you get if you oh. listen to NPR. Oh my gosh! No, um, actually, <laughs> did you know that Wikipedia itself is celebrating its fifteenth year? I did. It won't stop telling me. <laughs> I know this is true. What's with the buffalo? The buffalo. Was... I got a soccer ball. You got a soccer ball? Yeah. I got a buffalo. <laughs> well, I guess those are two things on Wikipedia. <laughs> I also have a soccer ball. Yeah. What? <laughs> Tell us what Wikipedia means to you. It... Means an excuse for a podcast. A great yeah. excuse. So, um, to celebrate its 15th anniversary, uh, the statistics website 538. Oh, of course. Compiled a list of the top three most edited Wikipedia pages for each year from 2001 to 2015. Oh, man. This does not include the pages for deaths in whichever year because those were actually on top since 2007 huh okay so anything any sort of yearly compendiums uh on wikipedia pages are not counted in this list 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to name a year and I'm going to name the three most edited pages okay. uh, in no particular order. <gasps> and I'd like you to identify which one was the most edited page. Uh, you will both choose separately. You can choose the same answer. Uh, the first one to three points or who breaks a tie will go first. This is a If you both tie amazing. at three, whoever breaks that tie first wins. Okay. Yeah, this is pretty great. Okay. All right. Let's Sounds do good. it. We're starting in 2001, the first year of Wikipedia. Well, the top three were feminism, creationism, and intelligent design. What? Which one was edited most? Oh... I say intelligent design out, out of that. Uh, you do not have to answer by text. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. We will just do it by word. Um, and I'll just say Kyle goes first. Sky goes first. So Kyle goes first this time. Okay. <laughs> so Kyle says, what was that again? I say intelligent design. What was okay. that? Okay. I also say intelligent design. Okay. Uh, you were both wrong. Yay. <laughs> it was creationism. Oh, no, I thought it would be like a back and forth between the two. Nope. And here's here's the number of edits. Creationism had 124 edits. Only 124? This is the first year of Wikipedia, yeah. This number is oh, going oh, to grow. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, that seems really long. Mm -hmm. uh, 2003, we have the main page, Jesus, <laughs> and a timeline of computer and video games. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, Sky, this is yours. Oh, it's mine. Uh, yep. Man, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the main page. I okay. guess, Kyle. I'm That's gonna weird. have to say the timeline of computer and video games. It was the main page. No, right. Sky is one point. That was 2,072 edits. Wow, that's weird. Like, do they even edit the main? Like, when they I change the main page, do that, that anymore? Yeah, yeah. Change? I mean, they they update stuff on it, but I don't know if that would be considered an edit. Okay, two thousand five, uh, and I will say that this one contains the most edited page in Wikipedia history. Wow, so far, Star Wars. Is it Hurricane Katrina? Oh, <laughs> George W. Bush. Oh no, or Wikipedia itself. <laughs> Just the, just the concept of Wikipedia. The concept of Wikipedia. Oh, man. In 2005? Mm-hmm. Uh, You're up first, Kyle. Let's uh, let's go George W. Bush. Uh, I'm going to say George W. Bush as well. George W. Bush is correct. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 20,894 edits that year. Wow. That's a huge page, too. I remember being on this page. <laughs> There's a lot to say about that presidency. Mm -hmm. Yes, lots yes. to say. <laughs> lots to say. Lots to change. Lots uh, to update. 2007. We mm. have Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. I just oh, graduated no. high school. The Virginia Tech shooting. Stop oh, talking, geez. Sky. <laughs> and the list of WWE personnel. Oh. oh. List of WWE personnel. I'm going to be so mad if it's not. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the Virginia Tech shooting. The correct answer is list of WWE yeah. personnel. What? <laughs> I imagine somebody just got in a dispute with somebody else. Like, yeah, uh, it had. Um, it was actually close. It had nine thousand eight hundred twenty-five, 
Virginia Tech shooting had 9,116. Oh, my gosh. And Harry Potter had 7,653. So Sky will be going first tonight. Um, oh, my gosh. Just a couple more tidbits here. Uh, for last year, <laughs> um, this one's just for fun. Yeah. Uh, was last year's most edited page uh, the 2015 Pacific Typhoon season, the Charlie Hebdo shooting, or geospatial summary of the high peaks slash summits of the Juneau ice field? Oh. Wow. Oh, it's that one. <laughs> it uh, is that one. <laughs> Juneau ice field. Uh, it's uh, McKinley and Denali. Oh, okay. I'm not Dang actually it, sure Tim, it's I even that. Oh. <laughs> um, the reason it has 7,290 uh, edits. Most of them come from one person. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This person just went to town. Well, um, to an ice field, technically. Geospatial. It's some sort of summit or something that happened. Organized by one guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's a compilation of the basic geospatial properties of the peak summits within the general area of the Juno ice field. Um, Yeah. Wow. It is. Yep. Did he just yep. update it as he made, like, the data spreadsheet or something? <laughs> Maybe. He was, like, walking across. He's like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, there are some pages that are not counted on the list because they continually sort of evolve. Oh, okay. And change into different things, such as Britney Spears, India, and Roger Federer. Huh. <laughs> That's a weird collection, but sure. Those, yep. Yeah. Um, the evolving pages of Wikipedia. <laughs> Other surprising entries that were edited heavily over the years include a compilation of mathematics concepts in 2002, oh, man. sexual slang in 2004, wow. and the yeah. list of works by Eugene Julian in 2013 and 2014. Uh, he was a French sculptor. Yep, uh, 2004 was a big Weird. year for sexual slang. Yeah, I guess nope. so. <laughs> yeah, a lot of coming of age happened then, <laughs> Okay. I guess. Well, All right, Sky. Well... Let's well, talk. Thank you, Wikipedia. Thank you for 15 years of your dubious <laughs> thank you for ever. Thank you for being a place that we can finally go for our ice field data. To learn about buffalo. Yep. And soccer balls. And soccer balls. <laughs> All right. So. All right. Well, I should have been looking at boredom while oh, we were Oh, good talking. job, Sky. Way to go. <laughs> so boredom. In conventional usage, boredom is an emotional or psychological state experienced when an individual is left without anything in particular to do, is not interested in his or her surroundings, or feels that a day or period is dull or tedious. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good description. Uh, pretty flowery, too, yeah. Before we get too far yeah. into the page, I would like to uh, share a very short story in which Stephen made a pun for one of the only times in the entire time that I've known him. He, uh, we were trying to decide what to play, uh, like a video game to play one night. And we went through all the games, uh, all the Nintendo games that we had to work with. And there wasn't really anything that he was really feeling like playing. And I was like, yeah, I guess we're kind of bored of, of a lot of these games right now. And he goes, oh no, we have on Wii. Oh wow! <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. All right, Ennui. let's let's continue because that was it was just so amazing. So there are four images on this page, and three of them are people 
with their basically just on their their elbow with their like that just that oh, board so great holding your head up with your elbow which, it's fantastic which one of these images is your guys's favorite the last one we've seen the last the princess one who never somewhere smiled? yeah i like the first one of i don't know some my, random shopkeeper where just bored out of her skull oh i but i like the caption yeah. on it the, a souvenir seller appears bored as she waits for customers how it I, is pretty I, good i gotta click on this hang on a second it definitely should be like the top one. Like it, it feels like very like I'm glad they didn't use a painting or something for like it's just here is a person being bored like a real this person is a uh, an own work. This is from uh, Russia and the date it is dated for uh, 18 July 2009. A guy took this picture and submitted it here as a, a as a description of boredom. We should start submitting photographs to the guy's just some, yeah, that might be photographs amazing. of emotions. Yes. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. guy's name is Adam Jones, in case you wanted to know. We should just take we should take pictures of ourselves uh doing the you're tearing me apart Lisa pose <laughs> and just try to submit it to every page on or Wikipedia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All so right, great. so let's talk about boredom. <laughs> the first recorded use of the word boredom is in the novel Bleak House by Charles Dickens. Uh, which I find mm-hmm. terribly appropriate. Oh, yes. Oh, Charles yes. Dickens. Are we all in agreement on Charles Dickens? Yes, like yes pretty much. I'm in agreement with Scott, okay. yes. Oh, so boring. There were some uh, good parts, but yes. And uh, there are three types of boredom. Uh, I don't know who who says there are three types of boredom. Just Wikipedia Someone who says that. Very, very bored. Um, Thanks for 15 years of facts, media. So, <laughs> thanks for that great one. These include times when we are prevented from engaging in wanted activity, when we are forced to engage in unwanted activity, and when we are simply unable for no apparent reason to maintain engagement in any activity or spectacle. It's so great. Oh, wow. Uh, boredom is linked to depression. Some people think it's linked to drug abuse. And probably 50 to 75% of the internet, I would say, is fueled by boredom. Wikipedia yeah. doesn't say that. I yeah, do. yeah, no, I, I, I'm there with you. I, I do true. love. Are you guys bored these days? Do you guys get bored? Well, not. I mean, not really, to be honest. Like, yeah. there's a lot to do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's almost too That's, much to do, and for me, it's like not, not the stuff I need to be doing. To be honest, like I kind of find it a big turnoff when someone tells me that they're bored. Mm. especially if oh, they yeah. approach me saying that they're bored i'm like all right so yeah. you're ex- it's like well thanks for bringing so this you're into expecting the room. me to entertain you now Ta-da. is this is this it yeah well actually we are on a podcast so well i mean yeah so <laughs> if you are right this, now yes i, I am trying time. to entertain you public <laughs> you should just hand them a usb yeah. uh stick with all of our podcasts that's on a great it. idea scott there you go. Now you have to listen to all this. <laughs> now you're not bored. And then they'll come back with their earphones in and be like, I'm bored. <laughs> be like, yeah. So I really. Fair I, enough. I, yeah. I really love that there was that this was kind of in vogue at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That this was just a thing that people did. It's, a, it's like yes, a luxury. To, bored, mm-hmm. uh, to not have to do only. anything. <laughs> like there's no poop that you have to get off yourself <laughs> at one specific time well specifically uh like this happened around the turn of the century which <laughs> they have a link here really well okay. i guess because they have a link here uh during the fond de cecile 
uh, the French term for the end of the 19th century in the West. Oh, the French yes, came up with uh, it. Yes, well. of course. Well, ennui is a French. Yeah. Some of the cultural hallmarks yeah, yeah, included sense. ennui, cynicism, pessimism, and a widespread belief that civilization leads to decadence. Um, and then the, this goes on to talk about several of the uh, several of the philosophers uh, talking about how this is related to the human condition. Blah blah blah. It, it's pretty ridiculous. But I, I would like to point this out for one little bit here. <laughs> Uh, Martin Heidegger wrote about boredom in two texts available in English in the 1929 and slash 30 uh, semester lecture course, The Fundamental Concepts of Metaphysics. And then again in the essay, What is Metaphysics? And then in my mind, I hope that his follow-up essay was, No, seriously, guys, that's not rhetorical. What is metaphysics? <laughs> what am I doing with my life, guys? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, in the lecture, Have you ever met meta? a physics? I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> never, never metaphysics I didn't like. Oh, uh, Heidegger included about 100 pages on boredom, probably the most extensive <laughs> philosophical philosophical treatment ever of the subject. The biggest, the biggest example of irony ever. His uh, his focus for the main part of this was on waiting at railway stations. Well, here's another thing. Think about it, though. Like, maybe we're not bored because we always have our dumb phones. Oh, yeah. And we're yeah. always doing something. Yes. And I'm not going to be like, I don't I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. No, no. I know it's, I know it's the thing to be like, oh, these kids on their phones, like, you know, they never see the world going by them. And it's like, well, at the same time, what did you do before this? <laughs> you probably read the newspaper on, on mm-hmm. your, your train ride home. Yeah. Um, and if you weren't, you were bored and just sat there. Mm-hmm. So but I'm feeding can... my fake cats. And mm-hmm. <laughs> checking out what people I've never met are doing. Those dumb so, fake cats. I don't oh, know why. Fa- I got back sucked back into those fake cats. No, oh, did you get the update? Yes. Now it's in English. And you, that oh, makes it much easier to play. Did you get? We're talking about uh, Nico Atsume. Yes. Which is uh, an app with adult, adorable cats. Like the goal is just to get adorable cats. Did you get the little snow ghost cat? I don't think so. <gasps> no. I, I tried it, guys. I just couldn't get into it. That's okay. Yeah. Like I would, I would like eventually. I would I occasionally would find a cat, and that was cool. But then it would be like I would check in, and like seventeen cats were there and left. Oh, and yeah. it's like, well, okay. You gotta check. And then I'm like, then I'm like, okay, well, then I'll wait for them to come back, and then I check back again, and it's like the same two cats that I Tim, saw uh, every other time. It's like, ah, man. Do you, you do gotta, you know gotta how, give these cats what they want? Do you know how cats work? They are no. Very... I never knew how they worked. <laughs> They are very changeable, yes. <laughs> They're incredibly fickle. That's the whole point of cats. I got this one that had a cowboy hat. Yes. He's so cool. Uh, Billy, <laughs> I think he's called Billy the Cat. Billy, No, it's Billy the Kitten. <laughs> oh, Billy the Kitten. Yes. I like uh, Billy the Cat better. Anyway. <laughs> yes, guy, where are you going? Let's get this thrill train going. 100 pages of boredom. Um, <laughs> well, we got to get to NPR. Yep. Yep. So it talks about popular culture, um, boredom in popular culture. It sure. talks about Portrait of Dorian Gray. Oh! Um, a bunch of, uh, yeah, in, in there um, he has a character, Lord Henry Wotton, say to the young Dorian Gray, the only horrible thing in the world is en- ennui, uh, Dorian. That is the one sin for which there is no forgiveness. Dang. Oof. And uh, they talk about some some songs that have boredom in them. 
like Green Day's song Longview. Yeah. Sure. But then they mention uh, Douglas Adams and Marvin the Paranoid Android. Oh, yeah. Who's, and it says here, whose boredom appeared to be the defining trait of his existence in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to click on Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I, nice. I don't know if I would have said that. I would have said he's more nihilist than bored. Yeah, but okay. I think so, too. I, I think they do. I think he does write in there somewhere that he's just so bored because he either knows everything uh. or he's seen everything. So he can't really. He doesn't have anything new to experience, so he's just like, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, I'm going to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Well, okay. I am taking a tried and true route for uh, figuring out how to get to NPR. If there's anything that makes me think of NPR, it is all of the smart stuff that they talk about. <laughs> and so You guys talk about so much smart stuff. No, that's the uh, <laughs> no, that's the tagline for our for our uh, branch of NPR here. It's, are, you, uh, are you serious? Yeah, it's news, music, news, and other smart stuff, or something like that. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. what's ours, Tim? That's not pretentious at all. What's WKBW's? WKB, WKBW was the news station in Buffalo. Oh yeah, yeah. That's this that is right. WGVU. WGVU. Yeah. I don't think we actually I have, have a, lot a logo. Of W's to keep to keep track of. <laughs> WSKB. I think it's like your news, your world, or something like that. Ooh, yeah, wow. I think you're right. I think it is your news, your world. Yeah, that's not pretentious either. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to uh, I'm going to click on psychological state at the top. Uh, <laughs> okay. So let's talk about psychology and and just very briefly talk about psychology. Okay. Sure. But first, we're talking about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh yeah, one Did of my guys... favorite series. Yeah. Did you? Wh- did, which came first? The, of the many things that it is. <laughs> Was it a novel first? A comic book? A stage show? A radio series? I, I always assumed it was a book first. So did no, I. It was what? a radio comedy. What? I only know that because I actually got this from the library on audio tape once. What? I listened to it on a drive. Wait, yeah. so you've listened to the... What, when, when was this? It's actually this? different. It's not... I thought I was like, oh, I could just listen to the Hitchhiker's Guide, you know, novel as yeah. I drive. Yeah, of course. And it's like, oh, wait, no, this is just different stories. Like, this is just a completely... It's like its own thing. Oh, so it's like a little compendium of, like, different... Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> if I remember okay. right, yeah, it's like a little, like little, just little stories um, that I think you know, like in the novel, he kind of ties them together and, and makes them a single story. But I think it's yeah, it's almost like little vignettes. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. They were made in 1978, um, but that's why I came here because I knew that it was a radio comedy. Oh, nice! We're looking for a radio station. Um, nice. But yeah, you the might have blown my. <laughs> <laughs> out out of the water. I, I went. I I think the the costume I was happiest with for Halloween <laughs> in all the years that I've lived. Oh, this is gonna be. I great. went as Arthur Dent. <laughs> what? Did you really? Yep. Yeah, I think I was tenth grade or eleventh grade. This guy, I'm so proud. I of wore you. a bathrobe. I had a towel. <gasps> and I I I think that might have been my whole thing. And I just act acted like confused all day. <laughs> Oh, that's, I think so that's great. what I did. Yeah. How many people got it? Uh, I don't remember. Your teachers. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of a lot of people knew of the book. Well, like once I was like, oh yeah, I'm Arthur Dent. They're like, that's genius. That like is this is really, really good. good. Yeah. So. Yeah, but otherwise, I just looked like I was just getting out of the shower, which mm-hmm. works for me too. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that works. That you know that goes along with it. But yeah, I'd read the book in high school and really liked it. All of them, I guess. I guess there's a bunch of the books, right? But I, I think they're all kind of. I think there's five books. They, they it's always yeah. called a five book trilogy. Yeah, or a five yeah. part trilogy. So I read those, and the movie had come out. I think shortly after that, and I watched that too, which was meh. The the Disney but, uh, adaptation. Was it Disney I that did it? it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't a terrible movie. It just wasn't very good. <laughs> and we should it's note not, that it's like one of those movies. You know, remember who the voice of. Uh, Yes. Yeah, Alan Rickman. Yeah. 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 Which he just passed away uh, last week as after we recorded this mm-hmm. or as we before we recorded this yeah. week before we recorded this. We, yeah. we did not know he was going to pass away. That would have been weird. Yeah. Um, man, is there anything you guys want to talk about with with Hitchhiker's Guide? Only that it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I feel, um, like, it, I feel like it hits hits our senses of humor here's, here's pretty spot on. How do you spell hitchhikers? Uh, I'm looking at it, so I don't like. Is it there? Is there a space or not? Is that what it is? Well, or a, a lot, hyphen. A lot of adaptations always seem to spell it different ways. Oh, really? It would either be hmm. two separate words or a hyphenated word. Uh, what did I put for the logo of our thing? I think I just made it one word. And I think that's the one that Adams approves of too. Yeah, I just have it as one word, hitchhiking through Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Yep, everyone, and he said, like, everyone should spell it the same way, one word, no hyphen. Nice. From then on, yep. Oh, there's a towel day. <laughs> <laughs> When's what? towel day, everyone? That's Let's so look. great. Uh, what, towel when day is it? Uh, is celebrated every year on May 25th. Oh, man, I'm marking my calendar. Adams. Is that the day that... When when does Dent get picked up at the like when does he when does oh, the I don't know. story supposed to start? Oh my gosh. What? what? I don't know. I just found something. But I, I don't know when it's supposed to start. I don't know if we actually have a date on that. Okay. Do you, um, you want me to Google when is Arthur Dent <laughs> what day? I would like that, but what don't do it. Day but you don't have to do it right now. Is Arthur Oh, it's happening. Arthur <laughs> Dent <laughs> abducted. Uh, I, towel day is it uh, on this day fans openly carry a towel with them uh no it just talks about oh. it just brought up towel day it doesn't really say when well that would be a great reference if it was yep and i think i was offering everybody my towel that day too like if they had a problem <laughs> it was just weird no i love it i think it's great whoa in 2013 recognition of towel day the norwegian public transportation company columbus gave away a limited number of special towels to customers. Each towel contained an RFID chip that allowed a free ride on their buses and boats. That's so cool. Yep. Wow. That's priorities. That's Man. that's really amazing. I think do you guys have like a favorite like passage or like creature or something from the the it's, book? It's by far for me it's the flower pot and the whale. Like that that little bit was when yeah, I Yeah, go ahead. Well, like that, that was when I, like, I, at first I just thought like, hey, this is pretty funny, but eh, all right, whatever, you know, it's whatever. But then yeah, explain it, what it is. Well, I don't remember I don't, how don't it leads into it. it, but the, um, yeah, in one section of the book, it just like it, the chapter I think just starts out with, uh, like, a an opening with a flower pot falling alongside a whale and the whale, 
the whale, I think, thinks, oh, dear. And the flower pot says, thinks, oh, not again. Or something along those lines. I can't remember. Yeah, it's a, it's a really weird part. But it's it was just so weird, but at the same time believable was, for the world that it, they had constructed. Yeah. Like, oh, this is... This is different than I expected it, it to be. It's very like Alice in Wonderlandy in a way. Yes. I feel like. The one part I remember and like the most, I think, was like, I can't remember what the creature's called, but it's essentially like a creature that's so like dumb that if you're not, if, if it doesn't think you see, see it, then it doesn't think it can see you. Yes. Oh, so right. all you have to do is like put your, your hands over your eyes and it like can't figure out where you are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, it's pretty great. I think my favorite is is Vogon poetry. Oh yeah, and yeah. just the passage on that, and how it's the third worst poetry. <laughs> yeah, and it's like pain, like like physically painful, right? But then the <laughs> the, the world, the, the universe's worst poetry um, of all perished along with its creator, Paula Nancy Millstone Jennings of Sussex, in the destruction <laughs> yeah. of the planet Earth. <laughs> wow. I just love the fact that the worst poetry is on Earth. Yeah, <laughs> this is a person. Oh, so. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, I am going. I was going to go to like BBC Radio, and then I was like, I should, I should just try to find NPR here. And it says here oh, that are you kidding me? In the original radio series, um, it had six episodes, and an episode was released as a part of the second radio series, or it was released as the as like the secondary phase on cassette and CDs. So I guess it's like a kind of like a supplemental release of. The radio series and it says that they were aired um in the united states on npr playhouse oh are so, you kidding uh, me <laughs> i'm gonna click on npr playhouse <laughs> what sorry oh you're the worst i can't believe you <laughs> npr playhouse npr playhouse i know see, it's like ah see that's worst- what i said like i know something's gonna happen it's gonna make it so uh let's talk about psychology a little bit because I kind of want to blow through this page. <laughs> Let's There's talk a, about Sykes. Here, the thing is, like Let's this talk page. Talk about you and me. <laughs> this, this is getting Psychology. weird. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> uh, this page is so like. There's so much on this page. So is it just psychology? Which you slash psychology? Yes, That's just grand okay. strokes psychology. Wow. Yeah. So uh, let's. I'm going to pick one subhead at random here. <laughs> gonna go with that one and it's study of the unconscious mind uh, part of the psyche outside the awareness of the individual which nevertheless influenced thoughts and behavior was a hallmark of early psychology um here the interesting thing here though that they point out is that uh like the a subcon or a, yeah subconscious or un- unconscious mind um that's only that's only a pretty recent uh point in the oh, yeah. psychological tradition. That makes sense to me. Uh, they they say here, uh, one of the first early psychology experiments conducted in the U.S., uh, C.S. Pierce and Joseph Jastro found in 1884, 1884, that subjects could, could choose the minutely heavier of two weights, even if consciously uncertain of the difference. So you could just, I guess, I don't, they don't outline the whole experiment there, but I'm assuming that they mean to say that you could just subconsciously pick out which one was the heavier one. Right. They're too close to you to actually for you to actually like think, yes. oh, this one's heavier. You just have to do it. You just You're do it subconsciously. Yeah. Can you imagine living at a time before 
Oh. We knew our brains were doing things that we weren't controlling. No. <laughs> like, no. no wonder nobody. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, you would miss out on so much, like, introspection and empathy and, like, trying to figure out how things work and how people work. Oh, my gosh. It would be it would be just terrible because you'd con you'd, you'd consistently have to be like, well, it, it would be a lot more work to be empathetic about people that to, to be like, well, obviously this person is just having some right. excess phlegm today. You that know guy's just I mean? a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's obviously doing this on purpose. Yes. Uh, oh man, and the concept. Well, and I, I mean a really good a really good example is we were talking about. Um, oh, John, oh, Brinkley, John R. Brinkley, um, mm-hmm. from a while ago, the guy who sewed goat glands into people. Yeah. Uh, you would think, you would think of him as like a genuinely just evil person, but I mean, you could think of him that way, but more accurately, it's just that he was probably a slight bit un, un, imbalanced <laughs> and maybe had other things in mind. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but Oof. any, anyway, um, but here's the interesting thing about uh, using the subconscious. Uh, like, how do you guys really consider that you guys that your subconscious can help you do things more effectively or on, or be less effective at things if you kind of psych yourself out? Uh, I don't I, know. That's a hard that's a hard thing to answer. I do the superhero pose. <laughs> it works. So, so the. Uh, apparently, at least according to one citation here, mm-hmm. uh, copious research has shown that subconscious priming of certain ideas can uh, covertly influence thoughts and behavior. So it has some kind of it. It there is some uh, correlation. Uh, but the the problem with doing studies on this to really get an idea for it, whether or not it actually works or not. Yeah. is that people's minds work really well. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it says here that a significant hurdle in this research is proving that a subject's conscious mind has not grasped a certain stimulus due to the unreliability of self-reporting. So it's possible that you go into this test and, and they like, they're like, well, pick up one of these, uh, pick up one of these weights, just whichever one you think is heavier. Right. And your brain is like, oh, they're trying to get me to t- determine whether or not, if you, if you know you're there for a psychology experiment, they're like, yes. oh, I, I'm, I'm here to figure out whether I can just int- into it, you know, which one of these is the heavier weight. And so you do it and then you pick out the right one and they're like, oh, well, you know, did you, did you have a sense of it? And you're like, no. They want me to like, think, they want me to answer if I had a sense of it. Yes. So I'm going to lie. Yes. Or it's like, man, I don't want to be wrong. Like, I think it's this one, <laughs> but I don't really know. And you're like, I guess I'll pick this one. I think it's this one. And they're like, oh, did you, you're pretty sure of that? Not really. Like, yeah. I just think I subconsciously knew. Yes. <laughs> I don't so, know. So that's a big challenge in doing this, but. <laughs> that's what would happen if you just use all Midwestern. <laughs> <laughs> What I don't understand, though, is that all these advances and we still don't know why kids like the taste of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> Man, I know why. Because <laughs> it tastes like it cinnamon tastes and like sugar. It tastes like cinnamon and sugar and it's delicious <laughs> and the milk after is even better. Yes. Oh, the milk. Oh, man. 
So uh, now I need to buy some cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> I have, actually, you ever, have you ever had rum chata? What's that? It is a, a liqueur. Oh, of yeah. course. Uh, and I swear they pretty much made it when someone like was drinking the milk from cinnamon toast crunch and was like, "We should add alcohol to this, <laughs> and it's going to be the best thing ever." And they were right. That sounds amazing. I. I'll, okay, I don't miss eating cereal because I don't after after I discovered that I was lactose intolerant, oh. I just gave up on it. Yeah, I miss eating cinnamon toast crunch. That's weird. <laughs> like cinnamon toast crunch, though, is one that you could just eat by yeah. itself. Like that's yeah, right cereal you could just you would make a giant mess. <laughs> oh yeah, you'd have to be careful. There'd just be a cloud of cinnamon sugar around you, <laughs> which <laughs> is not a bad thing. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> no. The other day I bought cereal and I bought, I bought, um, I bought corn bran. What? <laughs> corn bran and life cereal. Oh. So, so, so this, this NPR episode is perfect for you then. Yeah. Yes. But they're delicious. Corn bran is so good. Oh my gosh. Okay, Sky. It's made with corn. <laughs> American psychology gained status during World War I, during which a standing committee headed by Robert Yerkes uh, administered mental tests. Uh, for Army Alpha and Army Beta to almost 1.8 million GIs. I would like to read the reports. Why was he doing that? Uh, Subsequent funding for behavioral research came in large part from the Rockefeller family via the Social Science Research Council. My poll plan here is clicking on funding, which I'm doing anyway. Uh, Clicking on funding because you can't have... The fun Can't of NPR have. without funding. Can't have the ding without funding Is that also what your, your local crazy station says? No, but I okay. just made it up and they should. I'm going to send that to them. Okay. I'm sure they'll be excited to get it. <laughs> so, so, Sky, what's what's the secret word on NPR Playhouse? It's not a children's series. It what? Should it should be. Um, it's a successor to the series Earplay. I can't what? imagine why uh, they changed the uh, name of it. Uh, and it was, uh, it says it stopped in September 2002, but it doesn't say when it started. Technically, it stopped before it started. Yeah. Oh, it's, it does say in, in 1981, the Playhouse production of of the first of the Star Wars radio dramas. Of course it is. A 13-part, six-and-a-half-hour version of the original Star Wars film. What? Generated the largest response in NPR's history, with an audience averaging over 750,000 listeners per episode. I actually listened to uh, an NPR piece on this. Oh, really? They went back into their own archives and, like, talked about it and stuff. Talked about it. That's funny. So they, they had to, of course, hire people to expand greatly on the world it was not just a full-on retelling of the star wars story because they okay. had a lot of time to fill yeah that'd be well they could just narrate every like lightsaber battle so they, like, so they yeah and then he hit him and then um, they didn't have all the original <laughs> cast they did have mark hamill okay they did have um i can't remember his name He's but the voice is c3po Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. That guy. Um, but everyone else was, I think, different. Most everyone else. But yeah, they included, they added scenes like like Darth Vader torturing Princess Leia. Oh, wow. Oh, no. After capturing her, like mind torturing her, like making her think she was on fire and stuff. 
Oh, okay. And that's, it it freaked. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, kind of weird. But and and it freaked out the actress who, um, was was voicing Princess Leia as well. Oh, that's mm. super creepy. And like she was talking about how you know they were they finished up you know recording that, and I guess they were in separate booths and she and the guy who was voicing Darth Vader came out and he could tell that she was like visibly shaken Yeesh. and just like hugged her and stuff. was like, Oh no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's nuts. Wow. They yep. were true professionals. Also, that's super weird. What? Too professional. Yeah. Too professional. <laughs> um, <laughs> talks about other things they did, like a Doc Savage thingy. I don't know what that is. Doc Savage, yeah. Doc Savage is a old superhero. Yeah. Have you guys like not it. heard of Doc Savage? No. Uh, it's a it's a very very violent old radio superhero, okay. like in the era of the Shadow. Gotcha. Okay. He shot everything. Um. Yeah. That's pretty much all there is. Uh. It looks. Like Prairie Home Companion may have come out of this. I'm not sure. It says the dramatic reading series selected shorts continued as the only national program devoted to regular offerings of radio drama. Oh, leaving aside the sketches uh, on a Prairie Home Companion. So it's saying, oh, yeah, there's also that thing. And the horrible reign of terror of Garrison Keillor. Garrison Keillor needs to be stopped. We keep (laughs) the mistake we keep making is like, oh, he's got to die. He didn't he die last. No, he doesn't die. (laughs) Garrison Keillor cannot die. Oh man, he just he's he survives he's, on poetry. That's what it is. He sucks the life out of his listeners. Yes. That's why he's life always force. on tour. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Garrison Keillor's a vampire. Garrison Keillor yep. is a vampire and he reads me poetry every day. And there's a title. And uh, <laughs> well, uh that's pretty much it. It does say that it's from National Public Radio. And that is linked. (laughs) Who would have thought that boredom and NPR were so close together? (laughs) I didn't think. But, I mean, we had to go through two pretty entertaining things to get there. Yeah, it's true. Well, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, your side was really great. No, my side was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) We had to talk about the subconscious. That was neat. Mm I like talking about the subconscious. I was going to go. I was going to go through. I'm not even going to continue talking about this because here's the best part of this. What's I thought, funded? I thought what I was did... going to get through funding. I thought clicking on funding was going to get me to fundraising or like pledge drives, and that was going to get me there. Well, it turns out that there's a separate page on Wikipedia just for funding science. Like, oh. is that what fund... that takes you to? Yeah, apparently. Oh, great. <laughs> no. The, uh, I the the best part of this page right now is that they changed the banner ad from buffalo from a buffalo to Africa. Oh, I got the, a kiwi. The entire con- continent of Africa. Oh, I got nothing. I, I got the kiwi, and it looks like maybe the Voyager spacecraft. Dang. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> one of the collect, Voyagers. Collect the whole That's thing. why you need Wikipedia. Yeah. Um. I am so upset. I was. I, it was going to be so great, you guys, because it'll be hilarious that you have to go through funding, and I, there was going to be oh. jokes about. There's going to be jokes about tote bags and ah. Oh. Tote bag jokes. Oh, had it, had oh. them all lined up, ready sorry. to go. Just took it right out of my hands, Sky. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> 
Do you want to talk about <laughs> funding? No, not really. Okay. Like the uh, the part of uh, the part of funding here, as far as this goes, uh, is just science funding, and they're talking about it specifically for in in relation to developing cures for diseases such as cancer, malaria, and AIDS. And basically, the whole goal of the page is to say this is not funded enough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of funding that is not there's a lot of this that does not get funded. Here's the thing though. There's dozens of bits on this page which I guess I'm going to say there're probably some PR people bouncing around on this page. Probably. Because there are dozens of citation needed uh just floating around. It's nuts how often they're just there's there's one here one line that says <clears throat> Critics of basic research are concerned that research funding for the sake of knowledge itself does not contribute to a great return. Guess what part of that sentence has a citation needed? Uh, the first part? Critics. The word critics. Critics. The, specifically, who are these critics? Yeah, specifically it says who. Oh. As, yeah. as though to say, what? No one out there would benefit from the continued, the continued uh, growth of these diseases through scientific stifling of of uh of medications and other treatments for giant diseases like that that's yeah. ludicrous not these dark pseudo governments in the shadows <laughs> what what Those are you talking exist. about that's crazy Ooh, Ooh. silly oh weird you. you're so silly <laughs> oh. okay yes sorry so we all took a dark NPR, turn don't we? don't we the three of us <laughs> what's um, that yes Speaking of psychology, I think about this a lot. The fact that, okay, so I used to listen to music exclusively when I was in the car. <laughs> like I would, I got, I had my iPod and I would listen to music and that was pretty much it. Like if I was in the car, I was singing along to like, mostly it was just like bad Christian ska. Real big fish. And good Christian ska. Well, There's actually, no such thing as bad Christian I, ska ska. I gotta, mm. I have to, I have to amend that. Bad Christian rock, great Christian ska. Sorry, there isn't yes. any bad Christian ska. <laughs> there was that one band I can't remember, but yeah, no, it's all good. But anyway, <laughs> so I listened to that for years, and then I remember I was driving a lot. A lot of things happen when I drive back to my parents uh, in New York. So it's six hour. It was a six hour drive at the time. Oh, from, from my college, and. I can't remember why. Maybe it ran out of battery or something. I was like, oh, I don't have any music. And so I was trying to listen to music on the radio, and I'm like, this is crappy. And then I kept changing the channels, and then I'm like, no, this is just talking. What are they talking about? Politics? I guess I should know about politics. And, and, and it was NPR, and that's like how it started. In the background, it was just like, dun, 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 dun. It's a serial theme, you guys. I'm sorry. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Good old cereal. I tried. I tried. Yep. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And now I listen to I listen to NPR for a long time. Um, but then, like maybe I think it's probably been less than a year. Yeah. I've started listening. Like I listen to NPR on the way in and the way out of work. But now I listen to podcasts almost exclusively. Oh man. Um, mm-hmm. And I know one thing that has changed is my slate quiz scores. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I no longer know what anything is happening in the world. Yes. Um, but it makes me wonder, like, I spent a lot of time listening to music and singing. Mm-hmm. And now I spend a lot of time listening to people talk about politics and entertainment. Like, how how is that affecting me? Mm. 
And uh, now I just listen to dumb podcasts about Elliot Kalin singing about letters. So wow. that sounds I, great. I don't know. I I have to take breaks from it. I like listening to the headlines on the way in, but yeah, it's it's really depressing sometimes. <laughs> that's just what it comes down to. Like I have to take a break. Yep, yep, yep. So sometimes you might hear that uh, if you listen to NPR during sort of the commercialish areas that uh, it's brought to you by the estate of the late Joan Crock. Have you Is heard that? Is that a thing you? I have not heard that. Uh, this was uh, a donation that was received in 2003. Okay. Uh, Joan Crock is the widow of Ray Crock. Do you know who oh, Ray Crock oh, is? Oh, no. Yes. Uh, wait, wait. We wouldn't have NPR without McDonald's? Is we that what you're saying? It. We wouldn't have it in the capacity it is today, no. What? Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, in November 2003, uh, she or the state gave NPR $235 million dollars. Oh, my gosh. It was the largest monetary gift ever to a cultural institution. Oh, my gosh. And uh, that's now in a part of their endowment fund. Uh, and yeah, uh, in 2004, NPR's budget increased by over 50% due to that gift. I wow. Yep. don't know what to... Wow. Have that, a burger. No. You can't, it's just <laughs> no. It's terrible. No one on NPR would tell you to have one of those burgers. They would all cur- they would all encourage you to not do that. No, no, the car talk guys would have. Oh yeah, they would. They'd love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I this this just upended everything that I thought about. <laughs> um Oh my gosh. You know, sometimes on the new shows like All Things Considered that uh sometimes they have someone in NPR West or in California. Yeah. And they happened in two thousand two. They established NPR West. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Why do you think they did that? Uh, because because they already have Superman and Batman <laughs> on the East Coast, and you need the other side as well. You know, I mean, there have to be superheroes out there too. Uh, no. 9/11? What's the real reason, Sky? Yes, nine eleven. Yeah. Um. The because they're BP out of Washington, right? And they were like, "Oh crap!" Like, right. if Amazing. we go down, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, and they said, oh. quote, September 11th made it apparent in a very urgent way that we need another facility that could keep oh, NPR yeah, going is. if something devastating happens in Washington. Wow, I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they take it seriously. Who would have thought? <laughs> the people at NPR take things seriously? Mm-hmm. That, that, that blows my mind, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I would not believe that. Uh, uh, I will that. tell you that out of the things, speaking of them taking things seriously... Like I do you guys listen to the um, they have a bunch of different podcasts and shows. Uh, Wait, wait, don't tell me is a very like that's their long running comedy show. Comedy news mm-hmm. show. Uh, do Never you guys, heard of it. You guys don't listen to. Oh, Peter Sagal is going to smack you. <laughs> I know. Um, you guys listen to uh, Ask Me Another. No, I okay. used to. Well, it's a it is a comedy slash quiz show with sky i know you that would make you cry but um like it's a quiz show where they just do word games for an hour that sounds dead on for npr audiences you know Mm -hmm. however like the first season of it like i listened to it and man it was so bad oh yeah like it picked up they they figured out how to fix it for like the second and third seasons and on 
but or like series, I guess. I don't know how they do it. But um they were doing they were being too serious about it. Like I listen to this show and like I don't know how they are being so serious about a word game. How am I how am I listening to a show about mixing up movie titles and coming away like feeling very serious? It was very weird. Sad. They're like, this yeah, is the, this is difficult. Is like, the, oh my gosh. Is the um musical person on that still Jonathan Colton? It is still Jonathan Colton. Okay. Oh nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm glad he's finding work these days still. I I think about that occasionally, <laughs> yes. I want to there's a list of public radio programs not affiliated with NPR but are still on various NPR stations. I oh. want I want to listen to Ask Dr. Science. <laughs> I did not know that this was a thing. Um it's a daily humorous radio sketch produced by the comedy troupe Duck's Breath Mystery Theater. Wait, what's it called? A Duck's Breath? Duck's Breath Mystery Theater. Do they call it that just so it's difficult to say? <laughs> A concerned citizen asks a question, which is answered by an expert, Dr. Science. Oh, no. Um, not surprisingly, the questions are never answered correctly and are often little more than a launching point for a non-sequitur monologue from Dr. Science. That's wonderful. The show's motto is, he knows more than you do. <laughs> <laughs> There's another show that's on, um, actually on our uh, station on Sunday nights. It's called Hearts of Space. Oh, Hearts of Space. What? Yeah. Hearts of Space. What is a is show that has ambient space and trance music. Sounds amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> it's totally well, like, it's a great Sunday sort of like wind down kind of show. I just found this list of the public radio programs not affiliated with NPR. There's there one called Earth and Sky. Yeah. Oh Their voice my for gosh. science, nature, and people in the complex world. These are so great. Hearts of Space. Stardate. Oh my gosh. Sunday Baroque. Oh, yep, Sunday Baroque. How could Monday fixed it. Monday fixed it. You can't get more NPR. That's like peak NPR right there. Oh, so, so great. If you if you go to HOS.com, uh, you can okay. listen to Hearts of Space. Oh, no. <laughs> it's been going on since 78. <laughs> Yep, it's a lot of ambience. <laughs> they're they're getting quite a background now. You know, there's there's a lot going on in that atmosphere. <laughs> I love this. Like about our services, why pay for HOS? Good question. <laughs> no, that's the <laughs> wrong way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> this week's show is apparently just space songs. <laughs> so it's just space whales, right? Um, but other <laughs> other. <laughs> Other category or other Ooh. titles have been Ambient Alchemy, Ice <laughs> Castles, After Gloom Delight. <laughs> I don't know if they're trying to punk us with these titles or if it's just supposed to be like, are they being sincere? The end, I don't know. <laughs> the end. Here's, here's, here's the description of it. The end of the euphemistically named Daylight Saving Time. Oh Each my fall gosh. is generally greeted with a chorus of depression. Not only is it clearly the final nail in Summer's coffin, it's an all-too-blatant reminder of the long winter ahead. Wow. Our Celtic ancestors gathered around bonfires at this time of year to wow. chase away the gloom and recall the pagan and pre-Christian festivals of the sun, then looked forward to the year-end solstice and religious holidays and the festive celebration of light itself. That's On beautiful. this transmission of <laughs> parts of space, yes, a transmission. 
Yes. Ambient chamber music for the transition <laughs> to the season of light <laughs> on an early winter program called After Gloom Delight. Oh, oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. I Mr. love Science, this show. <laughs> Mr. Science Theater parodied this show um, in a segment called Music from Space, from Some Guys in Space. Oh no. <laughs> and it says, um, according to the Amazing Colossal Episode Guide, the staff actually received several albums from the Hearts of Space producers after what? the episode. That's so great. Oh, I bet, yeah. Like, they seem like guys that would totally be into Mystery Science Theater and just. No, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, no, yeah. they, I don't think they take... I, don't, I think, I like, think he's being facetious there, too. They love the music, of course, but I don't think they take... I, I, don't, I don't think, think they consider that they're, like, serious. Like, serious, serious. <laughs> right. That's why I love them. They're also into paganism and goats. They're not this into paganism amazing. and goats. They're just talking just about it. This is amazing. I'm so glad you introduced me to this, you guys. Yep. <laughs> Gosh. And to be to be honest, I I usually hear the commercials for it more than I hear the actual show because it's on Sunday night. Yeah, I, um, I don't think I've heard the show more than once. But when the commercial comes on, sure I, I, I just shut up because I love listening to that guy talk. <laughs> yeah, this is so great, Kyle. I'm sure the readers of your magazine. I should know totally this. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Oh, they probably man. talk about it a lot. <laughs> yep, it's great. Oh man, I'm so glad you guys shared this with me. <laughs> I mean, we can do that. You can listen later. <laughs> like, it's Sunday night. Oh, this is so great. You can uh, even listen. Like, yeah, listen online tonight. I will. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> well. Yeah. Anything else about NPR, guys? No. You, no. Yeah, our listeners have listened to us enough. Go yep. listen to this other show. Oh wait, best nope. best host, best broadcaster. What? Michelle Norris. Michelle. Oh. Michelle. Yeah. She's leaving though. I know she's didn't. Oh. Didn't she already leave? I oh, remember she, she left for a okay. while. She took um, a reduced. She took a leave because like her husband was part of the uh, the Obama campaign when yeah. he was campaigning mm-hmm. back in two, like 2007 yeah. and so she couldn't conflict of interest so she had to leave uh, that's it and i don't know if she ever came back i think she, uh, i think she's she, she still works there but just yeah in a reduced sort of capacity she's not like <sighs> on on the air a lot i i may have to con- uh, conflict with you just on the fact that diane Rehm is awesome diane Rehm is awesome um i think actually my favorite um is nina totenberg Nina oh, Totenberg yeah. is a great, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's great too. Um, right, because her, her job consists mainly of listening to Supreme Court hearings. Yes. And then like and reading then, back the transcripts to she us. She reads them back so Because well. for some reason, we can't have no. live yeah, airings that. in the court anymore. Like Ugh. ever. No, ever. That's never been a thing. Ugh. So yeah, yep. she has to be like, she does the voices very well, I think. She does, actually. I will say that. Like I can, like, I can see that. <laughs> If you play muted footage of any Supreme Court justice talking, I'm going to interject Nina Totenberg's voice, male or female. I don't no. care. See, what you need to do is take the dog Supreme Court justices <laughs> yes. from oh, John yes. Oliver and use Nina Totenberg's voice over that. Beautiful. That's so great. Yeah, For I people think- who don't know what we're talking about, you need to go look, look that up. Look up John Oliver. Uh, do- what was it? Like dog Supreme, Supreme Court. Court. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 
That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing, and I think that would be the best way to interact with the Supreme Court. My, in college, my roommate and I bonded over Michelle Norris. <laughs> <laughs> Derek and I, we, oh my we, gosh. we didn't like the same uh, the same music, but we mm. were both like, oh, we like NPR. Just <laughs> wow. weird. Yep. And so, like, for some reason, this is like when we first moved in together, I would come home from uh, a class, like a certain class during the week. And at that time, like Michelle Norris would usually be like in the middle of a broadcast and we would both like listen to it. I'd be like, what's Michelle talking about? <laughs> just, Yo, Michelle, what you rapping? Oh, yeah. This is so great. It's like, uh, why can't it's... your name just be Michelle? But it's Michelle and that's perfect. Oh, it's so <laughs> great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, see, this wasn't so boring, was it? It wasn't so bad for us. It wasn't boring for us. I had I had my mind blown over McDonald's and NPR. I did not know that that connection existed. I don't know what I I still don't know what to do with that information. I mean, that's pretty good. Like if if you're going to make a bunch of money selling crappy burgers, I mean, giving it to NPR, you could do worse. You mm-hmm. could. Yes. I mean, it's not could. blood money. It's just grease. <laughs> it's grease, grease money. money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sweet grease money. That sweet grease money. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well we hope you weren't bored by our podcast today uh please feel free to, to npr yeah. yes uh please feel free to leave us a review on itunes uh you can also find us on stitcher we haven't had a new review in a long time oh my That's gosh true. please do long it. time yeah we would love to uh have you rate us and provide us a review how else are we going to improve i'm sure we can <laughs> think of many ways but how else do you want us to improve oh right yes uh, you can also find us on wksbcast.blogspot.com. WSKBcast. Yes, WSKBcast. We know should better. We know should better. We know should better. We know our should. Um, <laughs> or WSKBcast is also our handle on Twitter. And yeah. you can just search We Should Know Better to find us on Facebook as well. Yeah. Uh, any other things of note, you two? Well, our Dr. Homework- Blotz had a baby. What? Wow. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, not him. I didn't wife. know he was an OBGYN. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Congratulations. He's... Yep. Oh, yep. no. Our friend this of the is show. Blatt's... Yep. Yeah. This is Blotz Hatterick, her kid. So oh. I hope Gosh. he's listening to this and holding, I think it's a boy. If it's not a boy, <laughs> I'm just holding it. Holding and... a baby. <laughs> yes. I was. Because... I was going to ask if we knew the name, but that is the answer for me yep so i mean this would be a great episode to maybe get him to go to sleep so we could put yeah just rock him we'll just i'm just kidding we'll just put at like two hours of hearts of space at the end of this <laughs> for everyone <laughs> oh hearts so of space would be great for a child oh, oh yeah. that'd be so great yeah except that's if you if there's one way to develop uh psychic powers in your child though <laughs> just make them listen to hearts of space it's a conduit Yes. For the, the mental capabilities of others. Awesome. Well, all the circuit breakers just blew. What caused that? <laughs> Whoa. Oh, listen to Hearts of Space again. Is little uh, Billy listening to Hearts of Space again? Well, all the boon- spoons are bent, so. <laughs> Get out of my head, Billy. <laughs> you just hear ambient music all the time. Um,. So our, our uh, homework for this week, then, I'm going to say is, oh, to, yeah, uh, is to come up with our own radio show or NPR show title, Rivaling Hearts of Space. If you had an NPR show, 
uh, like that, what would you call it? I actually thought that was that I was prepping for Tim's uh, Tim's first game. I thought it was going to be either. um, Yeah, if you had an NPR show, what would it be uh, called? What would it be called? Or if you had to design a tote bag, (laughs) how would you what would you put on your tote bag? Like I, I, I know Peter Sagal is the one who brought this up, but why don't they have Nina Totenberg tote bags? Oh yeah, I know they should, totally should. <laughs> Nina Totenberg, Totenberg, But that was a pretty great game. I, yeah. I, it's interesting to see what the most edited pages on Wikipedia. Also are. terrifying. Yeah. Thank bizarre. you. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was interesting. And where oh, did yeah, I hear about great. that? On NPR. Oh, it all oh comes gosh. around. It all comes around. Yeah. Oh, that's but so great. I think it's time for us to sign off, guys. All right. All right. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye. Good night. Bye. (laughs) Next time on Hearts of Space. Hearts of Space. (laughs)